Uh, Live from Cool Boys Central. Who's the boss down there? I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. We'll be ice cold. Here come the Cool Boys. Just a young boy. <gasps> so cool. So cool. So cool. Oh, it's Cool Boys. Greetings, Cool Boy Nation. And welcome to another installment of the Cool Boys Podcast. Fabulous final boner moments in movies. What? You oh, know no. what they say. I'm so hot and breezy. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm Felk. Oh, and I'm Ballard. So fucking cool. So cool indeed. And Felk, a little housekeeping. Rumor alert. Rumor alert. It's a rumor cruise with Tom Cruise news. So it's a rumor alert. Yeah, rumor uh, started. So, what? Rumor started. <laughs> what is that a Taylor Swift song or something? No, that's uh, Adele. Isn't it? Oh, I, I guess I've heard something like that. I don't rumor know. Rumor started. Sing it again. Sing it more. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. Oh, fuck off, Adele. You don't know how to sing. Adele is a gorgeous, beautiful, amazing singer. I do not agree with your opinion. You know, I'm just going to say it. Maybe lose some weight. <laughs> no, I think it's actually all the weight that helps with the with the noise. I, I don't know. She's no, Cavern. As a vocalist, she's really good. She's no Lana Del Rey, but she's really good. Everyone's, everyone's all about Lana Del Rey. She's got a new album coming out on the 30th. Pretty excited about it. Lana or Lana? Lana, Lana Del Rey. Well, her, that's not a real name. Her, her, her real name is Lizzie. Lizzie Grant. Lizzie Grant. Cool. That's so cool. I'm so blown away. So, yeah, rumor alert. Star Wars Galaxy oh, Edge felt. <laughs> Stop. Rumor alert. Star Wars Galaxy Edge is going to be closed, shut down, and rebranded. Okay? What's this rumor coming saying, from? Your, oh, yeah. I, oh, oh, oh. Let me just finish talking. I got copy here, you ass. Right. Let's, let me finish this. So... Rumor alert, Star Wars Galaxy Edge is going to be closed, shut down, and rebranded. Some are saying that is all because of our episode 137, Disneyland and Galaxy's Edge, that was released last week. We caused such a stink, apparently, that episode, that everything is going to change now, Felk. Did you that's, know this? That's impressive. We did it. I wasn't trying to do that. I'm just I, saying well, I'm not going to go. We couldn't save August Dames. And we couldn't save Apple. We did that episode after she was already dead. <laughs> and we couldn't save Monster Cox, but we did save Disneyland, it turns out. So, no, the reality is, is that the rumor is, rumor has it, rumor that has the, it. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the reality is here, is that um, the attraction and attendance that is so low, and it's been really recently so low, that uh, Disneyland is thinking about rebranding uh, Galaxy's Edge. Um, if the, uh, what's it called? Resistance, uh, Rise of the Resistance ride, the ride that comes out in January in Disneyland and in December in Walt Disney World, if that ride doesn't really pick up the pace and bring in more ticket sales, they're thinking about absolutely closing everything down and rebuilding it and rebranding it as an Aladdin experience. Because Aladdin was, did so well with Will Smith. Yeah, it did. So that's huge. That's, that's crazy. I mean, that's like a... It's like a major loss right away for Disneyland. To like I think kind it made like 10 that. times what Into the Spider-Verse did. So it's like, put that in it, perspective. That might be is. a Lion King, though. 
It is. It is. And so uh, more, uh, of course, it's, it's being reported again, more uh, employee hours are being cut um, that people are essentially have asking to take, you know, additional days off uh, and so that they don't have to, like, you know, pay for them. And they, people are losing, you know, uh, you know, one to two days a week um, that they expect to be actually working. And unfortunately, you know, Disney's stock actually went down after that earnings call when they talked about, you know, our, you know, we discussed this in the last episode, the 3% attendance drop in 2019 from 2018's, you know, 2% attendance, you know, rise. Um, and so the stock dropped at Disney for 7%. That's fucking crazy. 7% is huge. Yeah, huge. We, we, I don't have we're talking stock. about profit margins uh, of 1%, and they're talking about a 7% drop in stock because of this I announcement. Have, I do not have Disney stock, and I'm, I'm glad for it. It's one of the only blue chips not in my portfolio. Well, good. Good. Nice portfolio, I guess. Um, and what's really kind of crazy about when you think about this 3% attendance drop uh, in 2019 is that – Everything that you see in theaters, everything you buy in Disney Plus, every you know, everything you watch on Disney cable channels, and all the Disney toys and princess costumes you buy, and all the shit, all the Blu-rays, DVDs, all the shit, it is all commercial for the parks. The parks are the biggest winners when it comes to income for Disney, hmm. for the Walt Disney Corporation. The parks are everything. The parks are what they want. They literally want the MCU films to just be giant commercials for, you know, Marvel Land, you know, and stuff like that. And the Star Wars films to be Star Wars commercials for Star Wars Land. But here's the thing. Star Wars is dropping like over and over again. Like it, it, it started dropping after Last Jedi. It literally solo didn't see any any fucking huge returns. And in, 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 you know, in that's the uh, box that's, office. That's the only barometer we have. No, but Galaxy Edge is ended up hurting. And apparently, just in general, sales in Star Wars like merchandise is slightly down. Is my understanding if that's correct? Yeah, it's dead now. They killed it. What what did you, you expect? I don't want well, to talk about interesting. that. Well, the more. rise of Skywalker is going to be interesting hmm? because that's the real like either nail in the coffin or that's the you know that's the potential phoenix right that that rises Star Wars back into everyone's you know world. Probably not. Oh no. I don't think it's possible to say. I don't, I don't know how you do it. Again, if if the rise of Skywalker starts with Ray waking up and going, oh, what a horrible dream. That's I, 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 I outside of something that fucking bold. I don't know how they fix it. Mandalorian. I I have hopes for that. I, I still no have hope for that. For anything. None. In the world anymore. It's all gone. It's all gone. Well, yeah, Disney, you know, maybe is, uh, you know, battered up Star Wars enough and butchered it enough that it's kind of like uh, how they opened up Galaxy's Edge. Remember when uh, Bob Iger was all like, you know, he was like, he was like, he was like let's still start this thing up. Disneyland. What? You're still talking about Disneyland two episodes in. So, Falcon, remember when uh, uh, Bob Iger was opening up Galaxy's Edge and he was like, let's start this thing. And then the Millennium Falcon didn't turn on and Chewbacca was in the cockpit roaring or whatever. And then all of a sudden Harrison Ford walked up on stage. Did you see this? No. Wait, what are you talking okay. about? Okay. So this is how they opened Galaxy's Edge, right? It was a big, a oh, big yeah, presentation. Oh, yeah, that. I, I didn't watch the video. No, but I'm Okay. It. So, yeah, Harrison Ford walks up on stage, right? And he essentially looks at, you know, Bob Iger and Mark Hamill and Lando Calrissian, Billy D. Williams, and, uh, and George Lucas is there. And he looks at them all. He says hi to them, whatever. And then Bob Iger looks at uh, Harrison. He's like, can you help us with this thing? And, and then Harrison Ford's like, I'll give it a try, Bob. Peter? And he, he's talking to Peter Mayhew because he just died. Peter Mayhew just died. He goes, this one's for you. 
But as he says that, as he says, Peter, the sound guy fucks up, starts the whole thing before Harrison Ford can turn on the Millennium Falcon. So what ends up happening is all the lights go on, all the explosions go off, all the fog machines go off. And then Harrison Ford starts hitting the Millennium Falcon and nothing happens. And it's a total botch scene. Mark Hamill walks over to Harrison Ford, says something as he says in his Twitter feed that was an X-rated comment about how they botched the sound design or the sound work on the, um, the Galaxy's Edge Open. And then as you're watching the scene unfold, Bob Iger sitting next to Harrison Ford just kind of leans to Harrison Ford and goes, oh, well. <laughs> that feels like the way Galaxy's Edge in general, Star Wars has been botched so far. Yeah. And, and I guess I should just say I liked Force Awakens and I liked uh, Solo and I didn't really care for Rogue One and I really didn't care for The Last Jedi. <laughs> I wonder how many episodes your quick review of the Disney Star Wars films is in. That's it. That was quick. At least. Th- no, 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 it was quick. That for, for you, you, you. Yeah, you. That was like five, like in five seconds. I like how about this you? One, didn't how about like you? That one didn't like this one. Disney Star Wars films go. We've already done this like four or five no, times. No, but just right now, just right movies. now, in case, just in case a listener has never fucking heard this show before, just listen. What? what? All right, what listener. All right, listener. Who's really excited to hear what my, my opinions on the, on the Star Wars films are? He's the Disney, Disney at you only right four now. Star Wars films. Uh, Force Awakens was I felt like a, kind of a disposable Chronicles of Narnia, Bridge to Terabithia le- level of quality of remake of uh, the story of A, a New Hope, and and was. Fine for once, but like one time, but then you want to see where it goes and where it goes was sacrificing uh, Star Wars to wokeness and using the Jedi as a metaphor for uh, destroying the patriarchy. Time for the patriarchy to end. Uh, Rogue One was uh, like like a history textbook reading with a with a conceptual art for a space battle thrown at the end. And Solo felt like a Star Wars. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Good, good reading of Rogue One, by the way. That's great. Star Wars. Solo felt like a Star Wars movie uh, made by people who know what Star Wars is, except for the cinematographer. And Last Jedi? You didn't say Last Jedi. Last Jedi was the sacrificing Star Wars to wokeness. Okay, sorry. And the time for the the patriarchy to end. The Jedi are patriarchy. Fucking fly is bugging the hell out of me. Yeah, it's, it's it's really weird. Can you see the fly? I can see the. Oh yeah, I yeah, know it, it's it. You actually are really clear right now, so the fly is showing up. Dude, this fucking fly. It doesn't bother me, open. but it would bother. I would. I can imagine it would be very bothersome to you. Well, in the words of Bob Iger, oh well. <laughs> I kind of would get one of them guns, uh, the salt shooting guns. I have bugs. those. I have those. You try them. I have it. Have you successfully shot a bug with? Oh it? my god, yes. I've, oh yes, 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 yes. By try it, you mean I've actually shot it? Yes. And have I actually like, nailed bugs and flies? Yeah, try it on a bug. One shot, dude. I, I'm really good with the salt gun. It's fucking good. And actually, I like to call it a salt rifle. I have an assault rifle. Okay, that's cute. It's cute. All right, so that's it. Uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge related. Felk, you have tonight a special hat trick. You have a rant, an update, and a surprise. I think I'm going to skip the rant because I don't. No, no. What the, right, well, the, the rant was the reason why I was going to suggest that we did you finish the boys? Are we, get, are we still doing a spoiler cast for that? 
It is hard. It is hard to do a spoiler cast when you have to watch eight episodes or something. It's not if you're prepared. Um, I was not prepared when I was watching The Boys to do a spoiler cast because I watched it well before I talked to you about The Boys. Yeah. I'd finished it before I mentioned anything to you about The Boys. And then when I told you to watch The Boys, I had already finished the show. So it's been like weeks for me since yeah. I've seen The Boys. Might never and, happen. And I could have like a very quick conversation about The Boys. Um, but I, I'm I, only I, four I, episodes in. Oh, G- Jesus Christ. <laughs> you, okay. Our spoiler cast do really, really well, yeah. and like you not watching anything hurts us to the point where I think I need to start doing spoiler casts on my own or something. Uh, we we can figure it out. We can figure it out. I will, I will finish the boys very soon. But uh, well, you won't see. You've even said in other episodes you won't. I got distracted anymore. and I ended up watching all of season one of Euphoria. Did you like Euphoria? No, that's my rant. <laughs> it is okay. it is possibly one of the worst, like worst written shows I've ever fucking I've seen. heard good things from coworkers who are uh, very woke. It, it very is woke. absolutely a man in his late 30s try like becoming wokeness itself and trying to conceptualize the world of edgy fucking teenagers who do drugs and are sad and they're all like uh they're they're all mixed race. Or, or or trans, and if you're white and, sh- and straight and male, you've got a dark sexual secret and are a fucking psychopath because all straight white men are psychopaths. It what? it is it is hilariously inept and and like baffling to it's it the idea that like adults think that there's any grounding in reality it's like 16 shows at once the entire thing is shot like a music video i've never seen depth of field be too shallow before but this show manages to do it and i know that it's in post because there's no lenses that can get like the front of your face uh in focus and like the other side of your face so completely blurred but you can also clearly see where the feathering is to make it look like that it's ridiculously it's like so over directed it should be watched by anyone who has like any video you, you included anyone who has any interest in you know, filmmaking or video making or television making just to see how someone can go too far at every single possible choice they could make stylized option yeah, every every option to stylize, every option to make the dialogue seem self-satisfied or like try to come across as apathetic, but also intellectual. It's just it is hilarious. I have never I, I, I I'm la- laugh. I was like laughing out loud, like several times, just like somebody thought like somebody made that decision to shoot it that way or to have Weird. that character say that or to have this character have this like backstory uh it is it's the most arrogant thing i've ever seen i have no yeah i I don't know enough about lenses i mean the way i would try to achieve those shots is shooting it far away with a massive telephoto lens and like try to like drop your f's up to like you know one and like you'd have to light the fuck out of the scene though or you can just have the character you know not move and then draw a nice little line around them in, in, in Premiere and just, you know, layer No, no way it's Premiere. They're doing it in After Effects or something. They, they, they it. cut it in Premiere. They cut it in Premiere. Yeah, but it doesn't mean they're doing all those shots in Oh, Premiere. yeah, yeah. I'm sure they have. Oh, I'm sure this is by somebody who has a Creative Cloud membership and everything. Yep. Oh, yeah. Probably, they're, yeah, they're a freelancer and they specialize in, uh, in, in, in rack focusing, <laughs> digital rack focusing, post work. Yeah, it's it's uh, hilarious and terrible. No, the other and, the, and my uh, update is that uh, I was in Vegas this weekend and I was in downtown and I saw for the second time and third time in total cool boy seeing someone's 
someone I saw in Los Angeles. And yet now just one night I'm in Vegas for one night only. And I see Evanstone and he's got his hair back. He grown it out. It was back to shoulder length. And I just gave him a thumbs up and he taps my shoulder and goes, Hey buddy, I don't know if he actually recognized me from the last time I interacted with him, which is, which was just on, on a, on a street. He was coming out of a SAG building. Yes. Probably trying to get, trying to get some kind of residual or something. You said he was super tiny. He's very tiny. He's, he's very short. Yeah. He's like five, six, maybe. But cock's not tiny. When I saw him, he had short hair. And of course, this time he had long hair and, and no one saw him at Home Depot at nine in the morning. Wow, ninth of morning. That's fascinating. What are they, what are they both doing at Home Depot at nine in the morning? Neither one of them are in construction. Well, no one was probably buying a, f- a fucking you know zip gold, ties, gold, duct tape, <laughs> gold plated toilet seat, plastic wrap, iron pipe, uh, gloves, goggles, bodysuits. Is that Nolan or Evan Stone? Who knows? Who knows these days? Okay. <laughs> My point is that you don't know about anybody anymore. All right, Felk, what's your surprise? I'm okay. This is the one I really care about, right? I only no, that was the surprise. surprise. That's all of it. Evan Stone was the surprise, and the update was the Vegas trip. You no, know, the the update was I watched Euphoria. <laughs> no, that was your rant. Oh, I I just I didn't mean there was three separate things. I just meant like I expected three separate things. God damn it! So Vegas trip was the update, but the surprise was Evan Stone was there. Yes. Okay, fine. That works. You needed three. Well, cool boys. <laughs> you needed three. I needed it. Well, cool boys, I don't think we can get any more introductory than that. Time to move on to our cool boys show topic is what I always like to say. I do always say that. You do? You like to say that a lot, actually. Report preliminary findings. Not worried about her. We got to keep him gay. Cool boy nation, pop your cocks and drop your tops. It might be interesting and important for you to know. It's time for our cool boy show topic. Hey, I like that. Spoilers. So cool. The setup is this. It's been a long time since I've said those words together. Woo! Each episode, all three, (laughs) what cool boys have entered different Fabulous moments from movies, which Very are usually called boners, into our cool boy boner hat. A long, long time ago. Aw. Oh, it feels weird to say that and not say in a galaxy far, 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 far away. We will randomly <laughs> draw all the final boner moments this episode, and then Ballard and myself, but not Noli, will discuss all the fabulous final boners they gave us, but nope. You were thinking ahead of me. Nope. Not Noli. Too good. He is too good for us now. <gasps> Noli has moved on to bigger and bester things. Too hot. Whoa. Noli has found sweet love and bangingly fresh shaven microbots. Oh, that sounds wrong. In the quantum <laughs> realm. Oh, God. Noli. Come back to us. Come too back. hard. <laughs> now. No one has seen each other's entries, and Noli will never see her entries ever again <laughs> as long as he's missing in the quantum realm. Of so it will be a nice little surprise, even for Ballard. Exactly, <laughs> 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 I know me. what they are. Uh, every, every time a new boner moment is drawn by me. Felk. Felk. Yeah. 
One last thing to mention before I start mopping some fucking motors. Each, in my eye. What? Not in my eye. Please don't do that. Uh, each boater moment drawn will have a discussion limit max. Wait, what? Yes. No. Each boater moment drawn will have no have a no discussion limit max. What? That doesn't make any sense. Nice. Okay, cool boys or Ballard. <laughs> Uh, it's me. The, the first boater from the cool boy boater hat is starting our timer. Yeah, forty five minutes. minutes. Let's see if, okay, okay, but there's no discussion limit max. The first Here boater. We Here we go. Coming to us from Nolan. <gasps> Look at that. What ghost boater? What is the most fabulous spaceship ever created for a movie? Oh, the Star Destroyer. The Star Destroyer is so good. Uh, was it the Executor? Is I can't say too? the uh, the original Enterprise NTS. It's, it, oh, no, I can't. If I fuck it up, I'll be really mad at myself. Oh man, seventeen one D. Serenity, right? Isn't that the name of it? It's a firefight class. No, you uh, can't. Spaceship? You can't. You can't uh, do the Serenity because that's created for a TV show. He says, pray for a movie. Well, I guess the Millennium Falcon, honestly, that's fucking badass. And I love that it was asymmetrical. It was symmetrical to a point, and then it was just asymmetrical. There's like, eh, and here you go, dong on the side. Okay. Which, if you look at concept art, makes sense because it is a freighter. I don't it's love like a, the, the shape of the Millennium Falcon. I always thought it was just too it? basic, too disky. Have you ever seen it with its, like, with its cargo loads and how it makes sense as a freighter? Yeah, I've seen that art. I love that shit. No, it, um, it, it does. It's, it's functional. Uh, Dark the dropship and aliens. Dark cities spaceship is, it would be another one of my own. Wait, mentions. you mean you mean the planet? Essentially, the whole planet they're on. It's a city. city? It's yeah, a the city. city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the city spaceship. Yeah, that's a spaceship. It's a space. It's true. It's true. I would. I would Super I would, original. I would have to say uh, honestly that maybe just maybe you can consider the Death Star. Yeah, you could. It's it's technically a space station, not a ship. Oh yeah, it's a space station. Oh yeah, I was gonna say yeah, aliens drop ship. That I don't know if that counts. Uh, yes, I, I assume it does. Not the Sulaco, but ship. just the drop ship. I love that drop ship. It reminded me of the. I remember playing. Was it uh War? Not Warcraft. What was the game on PS One? War something. Warhammer. War, uh, you, Warhammer is not a PS. It's, Warhammer is it, a board the, game, but it has PC games. I don't know what Warhammer is really. No, dude. Okay, what the fuck was it? it? Was it was the original PS One game, like Warbird or something like that? And it was like, um, and and it essentially was designed after the dropship. I mean, the dropship was reused over and over again. The yeah, design it's, work it's of the dropship coming aside. All right, it's I think so we got good. enough on that one. <laughs> Wait, no, there's more spaceships. Hang on. Um, we only get to pick one. It's a boner. It's on a list. Do I, I really, I really love the uh, spaceship and Avatar, like the uh, dropships and Avatar too. That's just the aliens dropship. It's almost Avatar. identical. Avatar has no alien dropships. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, exactly. Avatar. He reused the aliens dropship. Yes. Oh, it, the Nostromo. Isn't that the uh, one in Alien? That's a pretty sick one. Wait, what were you talking about? I, th I thought you were talking about Avatar. I was talking about Avatar, and you said that's the alien dropship, and I was thinking you were talking about the Navi. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. I mean, like the dropship from the yeah, movie. No, you're, aliens, you're yeah. right. It exactly. It's a giant version of the aliens dropship. Um, but the alien film, Nostromo, uh, isn't it Nostromo or something like that? The main, the main spaceship. You know, if people, if you really want to know what's been going on in America, watch Avatar again. <laughs> oh no, is it unobtainium out there? Again? No, that's a quote from Marianne Williamson. She tweeted that out in like 2013. I love her. 
I do too. Um, just, Wait, so let's pick. Let's pick. Let's have a quick pick. I say Millennium Falcon. I say Star Destroyer. We're, we're both going Star Wars, so. You know what? Actually, I take it back. I say Rebel Blockader. <laughs> Actually, you know, it. I would specifically say the Executor, which is from I Return said the, the Executor. Jedi. Yeah. I said the ex- I, I call it the Executor. It's Executor. It's Executor. I think. Maybe I, I think you're right. I think I'm wrong. Um, yeah, that's the one I would say. I would say if you say Star Destroyer, but actually the fact that the first Star Destroyer you see and 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 a New Hope, that's a fucking that's a great Star Destroyer too. It's great. Honestly. It's really great. Great um, design. I love Millennium the Borg Cube. But that's a TV show. So I'm going to say Millennium Falcon because it's the only spaceship that I own many times over in design, in toy, in cast iron, in model form. In all kinds of micro machine form and whatever the fuck. I don't own that Star Destroyer like so many times over. Like I own the Millennium Falcon. So for me, it's the Millennium Falcon. All right. I think we're, we're good. We're gone forever. We're almost oh. done. <laughs> uh, next boner. And this. I, I didn't add in some gunshots at the end of every boner. All right. <laughs> like it's gone forever. Like it's been shot dead. Really mixing metaphors. We've got a hat, we've got boners, and we've got guns. We're we're pulling dicks out of a hat and then shooting them off with guns. Yeah, but not just any guns. Wild Wild West guns. The next... Nolan? <laughs> Wait, the next boner? <laughs> the next Comes Nolan. from Nolan. And it just says cliffhanger. Now, if you <gasps> recall, oh, when I said... I've got something. Best I got something right was, away. I mentioned... My boner was best movie ice, and I talked about the fake ice from Cliffhanger. And no yes. one said, "Don't you talk about my Cliffhanger? Don't you talk about my Cliffhanger?" And then we had another boner that was, "What is the most fa- uh, fabulous cinematic leap?" I think that was from you. And we also yeah. talked about Cliffhanger, yeah. but we never actually pulled right, yeah. Nolan's boner that just says Cliffhanger. And Felk, and Felk, and the Mission Impossible Fallout spoiler cast episode, we talked about Cliffhanger, but we never actually pulled Nolan's boner or Cliffhanger. I think we've talked about Cliffhanger enough. (laughs) I have an answer, though, for this boner. What is the boner? For me, if you just call the boner Cliffhanger and you just ask me to come up with a boner from the movie Cliffhanger, there's so many. It's so hard. I mean, it's performances. It's characters, right? I mean, you have actors that are out of control. John Lithgow, out of control. Sylvester Stallone, out of control. Fucking Leon, out of control. But it all boils down for me to the prologue. It's the prologue. It's the fact that you watch Sylvester Stallone's character accidentally drop Michael Rooker's wife or a fiance or whatever, or girlfriend to her death in the beginning. That sets the tone. Rennie Harlan balls out, balls out. I am so jacked after that opening, but it's even better is then you get this intense FBI airplane heist like with the fucking like department of the treasury with the mint and the brand new money and it's all over the place and dropping and an airplane crashing. It's just nonstop for the first 20 minutes. But specifically my boner is that prologue, just the dropping of that girl watching the fear in her eyes, knowing she's about to die, watching her die, seeing the stunt done. The stunt is done for real. They had her actually an act, uh, not the actress, but a stunt woman hanging. They dropped her. They just painted out the cable. They just painted out the cable. It's one of the first types of little like cable line removals that they were doing in uh, film. It, it was not a huge thing they were doing then. Now it's something they do all the fucking time. Yeah, but it's a lot simpler to do too. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. I, I, I've also explained that I think Cliffhanger is a fine movie, but not particularly great. It's just Die Hard on Fog of Mountain. Stallone wears shorts and a tank top the entire movie. How dare you? No, that's um, not it. That's not it. He does not wear shorts, by the way. He's not wearing shorts. My most memorable moment is in that fight with that henchman who he eventually shoots through the ice underwater. There's a part where the the bad guy henchman is like, he tries to crush Stallone's nuts, and you hear a crunching sound. Somebody fully a crunching sound in there. And that has always disturbed me every time I'm watching that. Like, is his ball getting ruptured? Yeah. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. What are you looking at me for? No, what, were, what, was, what, were, what was that? The, the fly. I got a fly bug. Is it a fly again? It's still fucking coming at you. Sorry, that. sorry. Noli, by the way. I'm not cutting any of the fly stuff out. I want the fly in the show. Good. The fly. The fly is the guy. He's on my goddamn leg. I'm sweating in here. It's hot. It's the summertime. Um, Sadness. Noli, please write in and tell us your boners specifically for your boners. I would love to know them. Maybe we'll, yeah, maybe we'll do that. Maybe right. he'll do that. It's up to him. Moving on. God, there's so many redundant boners from from, from a certain cool boy. That one's gone. Or gunshot sound. Coming. Do we, so are we just doing that one, or do you want to do mine too? And yours. We're doing every all of them. Okay. File boners, baby. Coming from Felk. Me. What is the most fabulous cinematic 9-11 allegory? <gasps> Wait, you mean only allegory? Like it has to be allegorical? Has to be allegorical. It can't directly be about 9-11. So I, I am picking, of course, um, the part in Minority. Or I fucked that up already. Not Minority Report. War of the Worlds, where they walk by the uh, oh, the billboard of all the people who have posted that they're looking for people right before the train on fire, which obviously isn't like it's just allegorically related to the chaos of 9-11, that train on fire, taking something familiar and making it horrible. Wow. Um, Honorable mention to 28 Days Later is, uh, I think it's Piccadilly Circus or, uh, or, or you see like, it's somewhere in London, right? Where it's, it's like completely empty and there's also similar imagery. I think it's like, like the like a couple of bridges near like the eye and yeah, like the eyes uh, in the background. Big I think. Yeah, I don't think the eye was there then, was it? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I can't, dude. That's a hard one to be honest. Uh, allegorical. Fuck. I don't want to just say shit you just said. And be like, that's it. I don't know. I, I got. I got. I got more. Yeah, throw me more. Throw me more, and I'll maybe I'll pick one out of there then. Batman v Superman's opening. Oh fuck yeah! That's it. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. When that horse Fuck just strolls by Batman, I'm like, okay, Dude, that, there's video no, footage of a horse doing that. No. <laughs> it's not even that for me. And I'm talking about, I always speak on the Ultimate Edition, just so we're clear. Yeah, where the the, the, the school children. Yeah, with the school children. Um, I, I love the moment where Bruce runs into the cloud. That's still my moment. Because that's, that's so fucking good. That's, I feel like, unfortunately, Bruce, now what we know is Bruce Wayne got a lot of uh, cancer that day. Yeah. And he probably, you know, died uh, about maybe 10 years later. <laughs> but 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 I um I, I feel like I that's 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 how I feel like I would be like, I don't know if I would do that. I can't say I would do if that. If Batman was there as Bruce Wayne on 9-11, that's something he would be doing. Yes. And like I feel like that's how like some people feel like when those moments hit, they're like, if I was there, that's how I would act. And I personally empathize with that. Even though that shot was in the trailer, when I was watching the movie, I was like, holy shit, they're really going for this. Well, because the trailer the- holds 
but the but the, the shot in the film holds longer. It holds. Yeah. Well, also it, it it follows them into the fucking dust. And I didn't think the movie would do that. I didn't think we'd, oh, we'd yeah. go in and then there'd be like overt imagery. And then the ultimate edition even makes it like more overt. Oh, my God. To get into our early episodes, the early, early fucking cool boys. Oh, my God. So fucking early cool boys. Felk, do you remember when I recut that and with the Man of Steel and I cut Batman v Superman and I had that whole scene play out chronologically and like you had Superman and Zod knocking down the building and Bruce Wayne running through there and you cut to and fro. Do you remember? No, <laughs> I don't remember, remember that. that. I sent you, I sent you a Justice League of America. Oh, yeah, okay, yes, I do remember that part of it. Yeah, I, I, I did watch it. I mean, it was, it was, it was like two movies back to back, intersectionalized and and integrated uh, by you. Yes. It was clearly a lot of work. Yeah, in preparation for like you know Snyder to finish it with Justice League. By the way, Jason Momoa just saw the Snyder cut and he talked about it a little bit on his uh, social media. And I talked to Noli about this uh, just so you know, and he was just like, Jason Momoa will say fucking anything. You can't trust that guy. And after a little research, Noli is right. Yeah. Moving on to the next boner. He kept I dropping hit, but like, he I, did drop like like oh I can't wait to see you again in Game of Thrones season five. It's like that no, you weren't fucking you're dead. You're dead. So wait, um, uh, I just want to say, yeah, my absolute boner for sure is, is BVS, Dawn of Justice, that moment, that that prologue. Interesting. All right, we are done with one of my boners forever. Coming. Wait, we did this one. Coming from Nolan, what is the most fabulous loading up gear up montage from movie. I think we did that one and said aliens. I think we might have done best montage in a movie and I and but not gear loading up and it's, it's aliens I, for me. I, I think it's honestly the matrix. Oh, okay. That one's done. <laughs> guns. Lots of guns. Which he redid in John Wick 3. Oh really? I haven't seen it yet. John Wick 3 is awesome. I would I would do an entire all three John Wick um spoiler cast where you i watch that like almost like, like the day it comes digitally rentable or Redbox rentable i'm watching seriously that. let's do the entire trilogy rewatch the whole trilogy i'll rewatch the whole trilogy and let's talk about it because i'm i love john wick maybe i'll just read the wikipedia pages for the first two again Ah, oh, jesus christ i don't know if i really want to rewatch the second one the second one's not that great second one is awesome actually okay you're wrong it's uh actually my awesome. opinion is wrong <laughs> your opinion is wrong it's actually awesome uh, coming and by from, the way, just so you know, Chad Stahalski would think the same thing as me. He thinks you're wrong. I don't know who Chad Stahalski is. Remember, he was the guy that was the he's the director. He's the guy that thought that if you didn't know Four Seasons by Vivaldi, you were a moron. We talked about this. This is a way deep, cool voice. Deep, cool voice right now. Deep, deep cuts. Deep, cool boy cuts. Chair bear. Coming from Nolan. <laughs> Because we have a lot of them. Uh, what is the most fabulous gun made specifically for a movie? Okay, this movie's getting a lot of fucking action tonight from me. Aliens is also going to get this from me. It, <laughs> yeah, Aliens. And for me, it's the smart gun followed closely by the pulse rifle. The MA41, M41A, I think. I think pulse right, pulse yes. rifle. Yes, yeah. But the smart gun for me uh, is the best. Pick up the pulse rifle. Although I like Deckard's gun. Uh, but because uh, it's 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 both futuristic and old world. But yeah, uh, yeah Pulse Rifle gets it. Because you mean it's like kind of like almost like Western-y? Yeah. And I don't like count like Han Solo's blaster as a gun. Anything that fires a laser is not a gun. 
Um, okay, yeah, I still go with I think the smart uh, the smart gun. That's fucking awesome. I, I remember when I see Vasquez and Drake holding those bad boys. Every time I see that in Aliens, it just makes me so fucking hard. It just makes me so hard, and I just want to have a hardcore threesome with Drake and Vasquez. You too bad. Coming from uh, Noli, answer. I want your answer. Well, fine. I'm sure it's the smart gun or, or probably the pulse rifle. He clearly wanted to talk about aliens. So he did like five or six of them. That's the problem. Why we kept skipping some of them. So sorry. He just he just wanted to talk about. He Sylvester did that Sloan. a lot. He would just like throw like five versions of the same movie in there to make sure that the conversation got there. And the problem is, is I would love to talk aliens if I had prep on it. But just to have like no prep at all, you get these like real fast conversations that are like meaningless. Random specific questions that where the answer is definitely aliens in some capacity. Yeah, but then, but then, I, my favorite was when you were wrong, or he, or Noli would, you know, let you know you were wrong, or he would tell you, you know, pass because he didn't want to answer your boner, even though you had to answer all of his boners or something like that. Uh, the, the whole thing was flawed. It was a flawed system. That's <laughs> it was why a flawed it's, system. It's, it's a flawed right. system. We're, going, we're, we're doing one of yours here. Coming from Finally, Ballard. First Ballard. What? Is this first Ballard? First Ballard of this episode. There's only four so. Ballards total. So, what is the most fabulous? Long take from a movie. Oh, Children of Men so is my many. answer. The uh, the 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 final like nineteen minute fucking long oh, take is a mess. Okay, so that's obviously Stitch, and Stitch is fine for this. Oh, stitches um, don't count. Stitches, no, I say it's fine. Okay, because I mean you could answer obviously the first eighteen minutes of Gravity. I mean, for I guess if you really wanted to, um, I'm going to go Children of Men as well. Okay, but I want to say honorable mentions real quick to Saving Private Ryan. It has an incredible uh, long take in the third act in the town during the battle where you follow, I think it's up um, like around the entire battle, up some stairs, up onto a balcony, watching actual tanks. This is before like massive CGI advancements that allowed you to be able to just throw that shit in there. Actual tanks, actual artillery fire, actual explosions. Well, not, I guess not artillery fire. They may have digitally done the artillery fire and in, in, in that type of stuff, um, but in the bursts. But like you had at least actual explosions in tanks and people firing blanks. It was fucking crazy. That being said, it is children of men for me too, but it's the one where it starts with the ping pong ball and the car yeah. and it begins with the blockade. And then the attack on the car, that whole sequence blew my fucking mind. When I saw it the first time, I didn't even care about the technical aspect of it. I was just shocked that I was immersed in this sequence later watching it again. I'm like, you know, really getting into this long take. Like, how did they do it? And I'm watching online how they actually did it. They built this massive car yeah. that they, you know, had a camera that moved around with seats that dropped down and seats that folded back up and this and that so the camera could get around. All this fucking strategicry going on with the, like, you know, camera work. And someone else is driving the car above the car. And then they eventually, like, seamlessly cut it, you know, at the very end final shot when they go outside the car. It's obviously nobody on top of the car and a whole camera rig up there. So it's a real car, and they have they actually cut that. That's a stitch. So that that sequence is also stitched, but it is brilliant use of long take for narrative. The way the story starts off feeling like you're in a home, you know, like video watching your family go on a car trip, and hey, let's do something because it's going to be hours, and my God, I'm so bored, and it I'm already done with real. the book. Yeah, it, you it, know? Yeah. It's visceral. And then all of a sudden you're inside this car and everything goes down wrong and people start dying. It's just – and people that you started to love right away, you're just like, oh, she's dead, right? Doesn't – if I'm not mistaken, doesn't someone get shot like yeah, right in, in the neck? Yeah, shot through the neck. 
Yeah, and like you just like fell in love with her character. Well, you, I mean, it's more that you just assume she's going to be a major character because it's Julianne Moore. That too. That too. It's a great psych out. Yeah, I love that. So that 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 to me is the long take. Even though I do love also your long take, the final long take in the end when he's running through the war zone essentially to get you know the the mother and the child out of there. Just to mention maybe like one other movie that's four or five long tapes total Rope. is uh, Hardcore Henry. I, I tried watching that, got seven minutes in before I felt ill and immediately said like, nope, you don't make movies like this. Oh, really? I love Hardcore Henry. Hardcore Henry is not a movie. It's Unwatchable. an experiment. It's, it's an experiment. It's an unwatchable. Well, can't be watched on a big about screen. Rope. You have to talk about Rope real quick. Rope is one of the reasons I mentioned this boner. We don't have to get super into Rope, but Rope is Hitchcock's massive you know one take film it. It, it's not a one take it, no, have you seen it no, there is, it's like eight different shots to, uh, stitched together I can't remember the exact number but that's about right and, I think and it's, it's, right. A, it's a lot of moments where like someone walks in front of the camera and then it freezes on the back of their you know coat and then or like they open up a chest and it freezes on the back of the chest and then oh the take takes again because they were limited by you know the reels of film at the time they couldn't go forever and ever yeah I love long takes long takes um, are in lots of shit. I mean, the, you know, everybody does long takes and you have a long takes everywhere. I wish um, I had more time to think about my own boner. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem is that when you do these and then you can't, you can't remember what they were because they were decades ago, you put them in. No, I wanted to talk a about flawed system. Private Ryan. That's the reason. All right, we can move on. Doing good. Oh, and one more minutes. time to save your Private Ryan. One more time to save your Private Ryan. The boner where you meet Ryan. When you, they actually take on the tank out in the field, and then and they and they end up not getting the tank, and then all of a sudden another team takes out the tank with a rocket, and then it turns out the man that fired that rocket was Ryan himself when they round the tank and they shoot the Nazis hopping out of the tank. I love that. That's a sick ass long take as well. Schindler's List has some amazing long takes. <laughs> Super bonerific. You cannot have a final boner episode without Schindler's List. No, you're right. Let's have let's never mind. <laughs> All right. Coming to us from Nolan. The most fabulous kill in Schindler's list is literally the woman who gets shot and she falls into her hands. The factory um uh manager who does everything right. That was my but, most fabulous shoot from Schindler's list. I love list. that. I love that because it's it's that one's the saddest and the most real and you just it's so fucked up because the way she's just doing everything right. No, it's not a motor for tonight. <laughs> they're so cold blooded. Aomen is so Amen, whatever his name is, go with is so cold blooded. This is not appropriate. <laughs> and then he shoots her, but the way the actress folds her hands over her forehead when she bounces to the ground and then folds over the gra- over all the way, it is so realistic. The way Schindler's like list does death, it feels so. Nothing. It feels like it feels like just talk simple life leaving your body, so inconsequential, and that's what makes it so horrifying. And that's what makes it such a powerful film. It really is. It's one of the reasons for me when I first watched this list, it was so powerful. It was the fact that it was just like, oh Shutter's my god, this was not a boner for tonight. <laughs> but seriously, that was that was the thing. Like that that that's how Shinoza felt to me. It was like when people died, they just died, and it wasn't like this glorified like Western death where people would like gl- grasp at their wounds and spin around and fall over. It was just like, boom, dead. Or a shotgun blow somebody back five feet. Right. Yeah, it wasn't any of that. It was just like this, like, oh, my God, is this real death? Is Spielberg showing me what real death looks like? Yeah, he And he was. really was. He was. And the sad thing is, is like, that's that's just like what you had to, en- you know, like endure in these theaters 
never mind what the fucking world was doing with in 19 like you know 30 like 7 38 through 1945 it's fucking yeah. crazy and it, and today in africa in some parts of africa or bosnia in the 90s i mean this shit or bosnia in the 90s yeah it's insane or russia in the 50s and 40s yeah or the romania in the fucking 80s like it happens everywhere or north korea maybe even right now well yeah it's more of a starvation but all right. No, the way this is not a boater. Camps. We're not supposed to talk about Schindler's List. The working camps of North Korea are very similar to the Holocaust camps, working camps. I'm sh- well, you know, not when Dennis Rodman goes there. They show him the supermarket. And they, yeah. There's a fat kid in front of it, just like in America. Licking a lollipop, a big old <laughs> lollipop. Hey, you have fat kids, just like in America. Hey, Mr. Rodman. All right. That was, that was done. All right. Moving on. All right, we're, we're was that an official boater? Was that an official boater? No, it was not. Uh, is that inappropriate? <laughs> Very. Coming from Nolan. Another Noli. What is the most fabulous cinematic Batman vehicle? You know, I really, I really, 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 really like the Bat. And I, when I mean the Bat, yeah, really? the, Dark, the Dark Knight Rises. The, I always uh, the, didn't. I thought the, sh- the it just kind of looked wrong. It's like he should be, it should be more of like either just a st- tr- no. traditional helicopter no. or traditional Harrier. It's the dropship all over again. Oh, but you know what? Fuck that. I, I'll take that back. It's it's it's, it's Tim Burton's uh, uh, Batwing. Really? I'm also going with Tim Burton's Batwing. It just seems perfect. And it's yeah. pretty much what they use in the It's the, the moonshot. It's the moonshot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty much perfect. The whole movie has this Batwing set up for this one shot in the third act for no fucking reason. Tim Burton just had to have this one shot and he designed the whole Batwing around this one moonshot yeah. and it's beautiful. Like as much as I, I, I love the Tumblr, but the Tumblr is... Tumblr is beautiful Very too. overtly, like it's it's a specific interpretation of Batman. It works for that, but it doesn't just work and for Batman And the Bat works Batman for that. The Bat works for that too. What? For that same interpretation, the bat to me works like the yeah. Bat but pod. if you want more a more comic booky Batman, like animated series Arkham Asylum, bat like the games uh, Batman, you want something that looks a little bit more like what Tim Burton's does. And the Arkham yeah. Asylum Batwing is clearly inspired by that. The yep. as is the the Batwing from Batman v Superman. Like it's it's the the, the wings that jut out forward. And, and the bat the Batwing in Batman the animated series, as we mentioned all the time in Batman and Beyond. I'm assuming it came from the comics first, and that's what Tim Burton's version was based on, right? Right. But I do I do have to say. Uh, Christopher Nolan has some fucking great, like, you know, artistic choices when it comes to the idea of just, he went such a different route with the Tumblr and the Bat Pod and, and the Bat. Yeah. It is so and it's, different. It now feels more Batman y than it did then because, like, he made Arkham, that. Arkham, because Arkham Knight, you know, finally brought in the drivable Batmobile and it looks like halfway to the Tumblr with, with the, like, a little bit of the Tim Burton aesthetic on it. And then the Batmobile yeah. from Batman v Superman also clearly it was like taking the tank elements of the Tumblr but scaling it back down and making it look a little bit more like the, Tim Burton Batmobile. Yeah, I I, I honestly think it's like split the difference between looking them. back at the at the world of Batman and when it comes to like most influential aspects of modern day Batman, I have to say not only will people have to look at people like Jim Lee. I mean, when it comes to design work, you have to look at Jim Lee, the artist, yeah. the way he's done Batman is is and super influential. But you have to look at Christopher Nolan 
and what he has done with his well, trilogy, the Dark didn't, trilogy. Didn't the Dark Knight Returns have it have a Tumblr esque tank as the Batman no? Book? It was a Tumblr, but it was more of like a. I'm looking it up. It was like a Tumblr with more of like I felt like it was like almost like a Batman sixty six esque like massive Tumblr tank. Like it was a tank. It was a tank, but it had still a more Batmany feel. I mean, that was the eighties. It was not the it was not the ox. Oh the yeah, audience. that doesn't really uh, that that because it has treads and shit, right? It has treads. Yeah, it was like a legit like tank. Huh. Yeah. But it also felt more like like a Batman, Batman kind of tank, as opposed to like you know Christopher Nolan's Tumblr and, and which has the shape. It has the bat shape, you know. Exactly. All right. Well, that was the answer to that boner. Um. I think Nolan's going to say Batman Forever or Batman Robin, whichever one was a bigger black cock. Batman and Robin's more, more overtly a black cock, I feel like. But they're both very cocky. Oh, I think I got you, Fly. I think I got him. Oh, I don't think I got him. <laughs> fly update. He was in my hair. Gross. Oh, he was, yeah, he was laying babies. It's hot, man. It's fucking hot here. I know. I got Macy blasting. It feels great. Okay. Blasting in the USA. Coming. <laughs> Should I do? Uh, let's do one more, Nolan. Coming from wait, Nolan. Wait, whoa, 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 Felk. We're doing all of them. Don't, don't stop, stop. Oh wait. We yeah, have yeah, yeah. Okay. We have sixty minutes. All. But make sure we're doing them all. Don't worry about the time limit. Coming from Nolan. What move character? I'm sure he brought meant movie. What movie character? Move character would give the most fabulous hand jobs. Oh my god, pass. I have no answer. Like what the hell am I I'm going to say General Grievous cuz he's got four hands. Um I'm going to say Wolverine. I don't know, man. Living That's, dangerously. Maybe one of them fucking um Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. On this one, let's not answer for ourselves because there's no real answer. Yeah, what was Nolan going to say? Nolan, what was Nolan going to say? What was Nolan's answer for this one? What do you think? It was Jabba the Hutt because Jabba the Hutt has soft hands or something maybe? Probably the T-1000, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character from Commando. There's like three of these that he that he, he just wanted to talk about Commando. You think this is a Commando? Uh, and one from you that talks about Commando. You think this one's Commando though, the hands one? I don't know, man. <sighs> he, he really liked talking about getting hand jobs from men. All right, I got an answer. I got an answer. For no one of you. I'm going to go with um, John Candy in uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles because I think he was especially fat then and his hands were probably super soft. Hmm. I'm going to go with the Twi'lek. <laughs> the dancer. Ula. Or, 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 just to bring it back, I'm going to go with the uh, the woman with the Junos eating the pizza slice and turtles <laughs> too. Secret of the Ooze. Her you hands look super soft. Dark preoccupation with Jewish people in this episode. And also her fucking pizza slice looked really good. Yeah, but it you don't want a hand job for someone who's just handled the pizza. It'll be it'll be her hands will be greasy and sticky. That's best. Isn't that what you want? Don't you want a nice greasy hand job? Not, not fucking up? food grease. No, you don't. I think it could burn you for one thing. It's I don't hot. think it's gonna burn you food grease if it's cooled down and congealed and turned into like a more of a lube form. Yeah, I don't think that's good for your dick. I put baking grease on my dick every other week, mostly for the sun, but um, and the and the cooking of it. I, it's nice. Get a nice, you know, when you go. Oh, outside. the Earth's sun. Okay, uh, cook, cooking. So you you lay out naked with your dick covered in baking grease. Only cook, my dick to cook your dick yeah. from sunlight. Yes, I saw it in a Seinfeld episode once, and I'm not sure if it was real or not, but I really liked the episode. 
What? Oh, Dude. the butter when he when yeah, he when bases himself cooks in butter himself as a turkey on on the deck. Yeah. Why was he covered in butter? Because he thought that that was better than like suntan lotion or some shit. I thought he was using <laughs> butter to shave. That's what it was. He was buttering to shave, and he was. But there is himself. an episode where he cooks himself too. That's the same episode because he he's prepping himself, but then he went on the deck and forgot, and they got locked up up there, and he ended up getting cooked. And Newman finds Newman him. And Newman smells him and him. wants to eat him. Newman chases him because he wants to eat him. Yeah. God. You know, there's a, a meme going around with this. It's, it's Friends or Seinfeld. It's like Seinfeld, clearly. I mean, I, I don't know who. I love Friends, but, I, man. I, well, you, you know you're too. wrong, though, right? Because, I mean, I'm Seinfeld, too, but the answer is Friends because Friends and The Office are killing it on Netflix to the point where Universal is spending, like, what, $100 million to buy it back from Netflix? Yeah, but it's still not as much as Hulu gave uh, for Seinfeld. Uh, yeah, but you, uh, si- and you know what? I don't know about Seinfeld for me. It's kind of actually hard maybe Seinfeld was less, but I mean, it's still they still paid out the ass for it. I'm sure they did. And for me, Friends and The Office is, um, well, especially uh, The Office is on on the house because of Netflix. But we have Seinfeld every season and the DVDs and whatnot, and those are on on the house all the time too. But unfortunately, those are on the house through the DVD, right? Not because of any streaming service. Are they still sixty nine? No, not the 69, but the show, uh, Seinfeld was never shot 69. That's cropped. Whenever they do 69, that's cropped in. No, it's not. It's from the 35 millimeter masters. The no, same way they I've, did Friends. I've, I've checked. I've actually done the screenshots and the checks. Friends is definitely from the 35 millimeter masters. That might be true. Friends might be true, but I, and I don't know the answer to Friends, but I know Seinfeld is is cropped in because I've done I've actually done looking at it and it's cropped. It's cropped. Mm, interesting. All right. Next boner, please. <laughs> Coming from Ballard, what is the most fabulous boner from Tom Hanks in a movie? Oh, Tom Hanks. Saving Private Ryan, I feel like, is out, even though he's got a million there. Oh, man. Burbs is... Oh, I love Burbs so much. Okay, I just got to say this about Burbs. The Burbs, when I saw it as a kid, I was scared shitless watching this movie. I thought it was a horror movie. I saw it later as a teenager, blown away how funny it was. Like, seriously, when I turned 13, I thought, like, The Burbs was hilarious. When I was, like, six or seven or eight or whatever the fuck it was when I saw it, I was scared shitless when the dude bust through the wall with a chainsaw. And there's a fucking, like, you know, basement full of dead bodies and whatnot. And a fucking, you know, uh, car trunk full of dead bodies. That shit scared the fuck out of me as a kid. I'm gonna but pay, I'm gonna go with the 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 minute and a half long urination from a league of their own, which I think was also my mm. answer to what is the most fabulous movie peeing or urination. I think it was. I think it was a lot of people's answers actually. We mentioned one. the fact that Tom Hanks has peed in a lot of movies. Maybe the boner was just ta- ta- what is the most fabulous Tom Hanks urinating scene. Felk, it was my boner, and it was what was the most fabulous scene in which Tom Hanks takes a pee or some shit. Yeah, that was like the yeah. It, you're right. That was my boner. Um, so the answer for me for this one is a League of Their Own as well. <laughs> and it's not because I wanted to talk about League of Their Own because I I would have probably talked about Saving Private Ryan prior to this. Um, I would probably mention something else if someone else had mentioned a League of Their Own. But yeah, earn have, this is a safe one, you know. Yeah, earn this is a great one. Um, a lot of moments in Big. I mean, come on, throughout the whole film of Big. I mean, you can just simply be like keyboard scene and Big. Um, but um, I, I I really truly love when I was a kid. I loved a League of Their Own, and I just I got I just loved every character of that movie and one of the things i loved about the movie though too was tom hanks's character his drunk character and he gets so upset at the little boy teasing him 
that he takes a baseball mitt and throws it at the little boy's face. Okay. And the kid starts to cry. I fucking love I thought you were going to say baseball bat. And it was like, that seemed like a darker fucking. I didn't say baseball bat. Don't put that on me. I said baseball mitt. No, that's what I was thinking when I heard baseball. I was like, does this movie go darker than I remember it doing? No, but he starts laughing at the boy. And I love it. He laughs at the boy. And what happened is essentially he hit the boy in the face with a baseball glove, a baseball mitt. Boy cries and no one gets upset. No one goes into fucking gets you know child protective services. There's no like hubbub in the in the newspaper. There's no hubbub at the stadium or the arena or whatever. it was a stadium, right? The, the 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 baseball field. No one freaks out that a man just assaulted a child. It's a different time. Yeah. And I and I and that's honestly. That's the time we grew up in. Now, maybe we were all like, you know, privy to like child abuse. <laughs> hope not. But that was the time we grew up in. Let me just say this. I was raised sternly. Okay. Fair enough. Like very sternly. And there was a wooden spoon that my mom owned that was essentially a trophy of hers. Okay. I didn't mean to open up that can of worms there, but you, you kind of did. And I was like, well, can't just leave it there. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring that up, but I'm thinking it's not sure trauma. It's not trauma. I love my mom. She's fucking awesome. It was a very real and beautiful moment, though. Thank you for she sharing She loved it beating me. her children. You can't blame her. Not beautiful, but thank you for sharing it with me. It was beautiful, actually. Speaking <laughs> of child abuse, actually, uh, I, I know what Corey's favorite Tom Hanks moment is, and it's what? the very end of Radio Flyer, because he, he's like the character in the, in the present day telling We've the story. We've talked about Radio Flyer. Yeah, yeah he's, where, where he's the, kid, a, the kid goes... He's Elijah Wood. He's Elijah yeah, Wood's Elijah Wood character. says, Pinky Promise to, like, to, to Tom Hanks, his dad in the movie, and Tom Hanks just gives him like a weird like look. Like, uh... No, no, Tom Hanks isn't his dad. Tom Hanks is Elijah Wood in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's to the kid who's his son in the movie. Not Elijah, right, that's right, not right. Wood. Not Elijah Wood, yeah. Because... You're supposed to think Joseph Mezzanello or whatever his name is is Tom Hanks' uh, um, uh, is Tom Hanks in the future, but it's not. It's Joseph dies. He commits suicide. He he flies his the radio flyer off a cliff and it does not survive. He does not sail on to all these different adventures and lands and and like you know years and years of experience. No, yeah, Corey he hates dies <laughs> after being beaten by his father or stepfather. I can't yeah. remember which. That, that's a fucked up movie. Yeah, radio flyer is fucked up once again. An era of a different time. Different time, man. Goonies. You don't put children in danger the way you did in the 80s. Yeah, Not seriously. Anymore. All right. You know, it's kind of funny to think that the water stunt in Goonies, you know, I don't know if they would let kids do that today. Legally, probably no. They'd have to CG them. Or hire, like, you know, LPs. Yeah, I don't know if I'm abbreviating it. I, 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 one time you said that, I was like, what the fuck are LPs? Cause you, you didn't answer me or didn't hear me. But uh, Oh, what, what, what's an LP? Uh, no, no, I, I figured out that it's little person. <laughs> it's a little people, little person, yeah. Based on context. Um, all right. Coming from Ballard. Another. We're getting we're getting down to the, the, the lasties here. Uh, what is the most fabulous kill from Commando? What do you think Noel's Tom Hanks would have been? Honestly, I don't remember Commando well enough to remember a specific kill in the movie. Like they all just seem like people getting shot. I don't remember anything being super memorable except for Sully. Oh, dude. Oh man. Okay, for me, it's the guy that gets his arm chopped off at the shed. Pass. When, I guess is my when he's in, I was gonna say, what do you think Noel's was his Tom Hanks? And I was gonna say probably pass was for his Tom Hanks. You know, whatever. Yeah. Moment. Um. He wouldn't pass on this one. He'd have an answer. So uh, Commando, for me, it's it's the dude outside the ta- uh, the uh, uh, shed who gets his arms cut off. 
by uh, by John Matrix, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character. And instead of there being oh, a bone, chats. like a giant bone, like a humerus, right? You know, bone. It's instead a giant tube of blood. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. The prosthetics were weak in that movie, I think. Oh, yeah. Or every death in the giant explosion that looks like a dummy tied to a post. Okay. Moving on, the last voter. There's too many. There's truly too many, to be it's, honest. It's, a, it's full of kills. It could do Bennett. Let off some steam, Bennett. I mean, that. I mean, Bennett, the How way he, he dies. Him? He throws a pipe through him. Oh, let or, off some or does steam. Or does he throw Bennett through a pipe? I yeah, no, he throws him onto a speed steam pipe, I think. Yeah. Bennett, let, let, off, some let off some steam. Because otherwise it doesn't make sense if it's just a detached pipe going through him. Mm-hmm. All right. I, li- I like that. I like when he kills his friend on the airplane. He, he says he asks the stewardess not to bug him because he's dead tired. Okay, moving on. The final Felk boner. <laughs> final Felk boner ever. What is the most fabulous scene in District Nine? This was one of my first Ooh. batch of boners, by the oh way. Oh my god! Oh, dude, dude. Uh, uh, okay, you know what? You go first. I can't think of something because I just love this movie so much. Interesting. Uh, mine would be when he's actually with the warlords and uses the gun and just obliterates them. The, oh, the yeah. Warlords. And you see Neil Blomkamp's style of like uh, uh, people of just turning into goo. <laughs> yeah, dude. He he does weapons like nobody else, man. He, does, he didn't well, mention he any of his guns. Halo. We didn't but, mention a single one of his guns, dude, in our in our movie. Because they one. seem to kind of like video game. Like every one of those guns has been in a video game, conceptually. Like having all the bullets pull in front of the gun and then dude, using force to project them out. That's for a game. That's for resistance, on the, for one thing. They do the test on the pigs. Yeah, that's so fucked up. Yeah. Well, then they bring in an actual prawn or whatever the aliens are yeah, called. Yeah, they call them prawns. Yeah, they call yeah, them prawns. blows them up, and it's just like. Cause they're, they're just like wanting to see if they can kill them with the, they're just killing everything. Team, what, what the guns can do. Yeah. That, that seems hard to watch though. Honestly, it's so it fucking brutal. It is. It is. Cause it feels real. It feels, it feels like real. Watching, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're like watching like, you know, footage. Um, um, I would, I, okay. So something I really, really loved about a really Scott film that came out in, I think 2003, 2004, uh, Black Hawk down was, the way Black Hawk Down functioned as a 02, film. It was 02, February 02. 02? So it's how it functioned as a film. Now, I bring that up because things like the Avengers, people say the third act is essentially Black Hawk Down. Yeah, it is. It really is. And it becomes its own film. It becomes its own three-act structure of a, of a third act. I love third acts that have three acts. Okay, that being said, District 9 has one of the best third act yeah it's great that has really three is. acts that's essentially a black hawk down yeah it is it's very black hawk down in the sense that it's like all ground level and very much in a uh similar looking location similar looking location yeah absolutely and on top of that you have an actual spaceship dropship type thing that goes down they have to deal with it you have a child prawn and a father prawn and they're separated you have essentially you know what's his name uh wick up wiki up what's his name Fuck, what's the guy's name? The actor or Charlton Charlton Copley. Yeah, Charlton Copley, but like what's his what the what's his character's name? It, you, you, it's it's something South African. Yeah, you're right. Oh dude, I own this movie. Wicked Wicked Vandermeer or something like that. Something like that, right? Look it up. Look it up. What the fuck is it? Anyways, he's amazing. 
And he's such a fucking piece of shit. He's such a piece of shit human being. The whole movie, they establish him as a piece of Wickes, shit. Wickus Vandermeer. Wickus, that's it, Wickus. The whole movie, they start off, the beginning, it's like, he's just like, he's an interview in a in a documentary, and he's like a piece of shit, like, like government guy. And then, like, he becomes a piece of he's shit just, later he, on. I don't know, he's a piece of shit, because he, he, he didn't create any of this stuff. He's no, just a No, but he's a, a piece of shit in the way he talks about them, and he treats them, he doesn't care. And then he kind of over, like, abuses his power in that raid sequence, and then... And then there's like later moments where he like literally like, you know, turns on and fucks over. But he's not like um, the mastermind who created the situation. Or no, but he's he just fucks a over Chris Johnson or whatever his fucking name is. The yeah. uh, Chris Johnson. The, is it Chris Johnson in the yeah. name of the, the, the prawn? Pretty sure. The same name as uh, Nick Cage in Next. Yeah. Anyways, he fucks him over even though he has a child. And, and he's just he, he sits all all Wickes wants is he wants to like get to his wife and he wants to be a normal human being and it fucks him over in the end. The whole fucking movie, District Nine, the whole aesthetic, the style, the 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 CGI work, the rotoscoping, the fucking actual Oh my god, they did this whole film manual rotoscoping. They shot everything. Couldn't afford live to action. shoot it any other way. Like it was it was a necessity. It wasn't It was a, the a reverse choice. avatar. It was the reverse avatar. They didn't mocap it. They just followed an actual actor. They followed Ch- Charlton Copley on set or they followed the guy that is interviewed. I mean, it technically is still mocap just from one camera, you know? It's supposed to like yeah. 16 yeah. cameras recording different things. And, and but Chris you don't, Johnson, like you don't need to do like with Avatar, you need to record Zoe's perfect face with dots all over it so you can yeah. transfer her performance. But you don't with when you deal with an alien that looks like Christopher Johnson, uh, the like the prawns, you don't have to mocap a face because it's not going to line up anyways. Like you, you just need eyeline and, and and tangibility. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, and Chris Johnson. I'm sorry. I, I think I said Charlton Copley played him. It was not. It was. The, it was the guy that did the interviews um, at the bookends of the film that has kind of like the fat face. He actually was Chris Johnson or whatever. Interesting. I love District Nine. I honestly think it's one of those for me. It's like a ten out of ten. It's a five out of five. It's a six out of five. It's it's one of those things where I went, Neil, Neil, you're amazing. And then weirdly, Elysium not anywhere near as good. It's a massive drop off. And then Chappie even more of a drop off. And then the he was Studios, a one hit. He had one. He had one thing to, like he, he had one style. One and other really in him. What? He has one more hit in him. Firebase, dude. Oat Studios Firebase. It's the only thing in Oat Studios out of the entire collection of Oat Studios I've reviewed. Firebase is awesome, and he can make a real movie there. He just needs someone to, I'm sure, give him that budget. I don't know. He's he's had he's had enough misses at this point. Chappie, well, Chappie is terrible. Chappie is terrible. It's 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 not. I mean, some people love it, and good on you for loving it. I I just I saw it in theaters, and I was like shocked. Okay, well, we got through uh, my last boner ever. <laughs> And now we move on to Ballard's last boner ever. <gasps> ever? I, oh my God! We, we our timer's done, but we have we have four left. I think we, we, let's just do it. Uh, what is the most fabulous cinematic buddy pairing? Now this one's hard, and I haven't thought about it until oh, I just read man. it now. I could go. I could go with Laurel and Hardy. I go Abbott Costello. I could go with fucking Robert De Niro and um, Charles Grodin. Um, Really? I, yeah, Midnight Run for sure. Yeah, but Midnight Run's great. I just thought I don't know if it's it's that great, uh, but yeah, sure. I think they're brilliant. I could go. Uh, they're really good. It's a good again. movie. 
uh, trains, planes, and automobiles. I'll bring it up again. Uh, John Candy and Steve Martin. That's a great one. But I'm going to go with something that was unexpected, something that um, blew me away, something that blew a lot of us away, something that we got twice, but unfortunately we did not get thrice because someone died. I'm going to go with Chris Farley and David Spade, Tommy Boy and Black Sheep. Interesting. Now, you're going with actors who are playing different characters in two different movies, though. Correct. Yeah, that's what I mean by a cinema pairing. But you can go with anything, really. Oh, okay. I didn't realize we could do that. Like, 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 like. So you could, could just could do, do not that this would ever be mine, but you could do like James Franco and Seth Rogen because they've made so many Correct. movies together. Right. Or you could do Jonah Hill and 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 Seth. Uh, um, I'm sorry, not Jonah Hill. Michael and Seth Sarah? Rogen. Uh, Danny McBride and Seth Rogen, or Danny McBride and James Franco, or you could do like, um, you know, you could do really anybody. You could do like. Uh, Fucking random ones that don't make sense. Or that well, are I was I was thinking of uh, Jonah Hill, Bill, Bill and Ted. If you're doing characters, Bill and Ted, yeah, absolutely. Because Alex Winter and Keanu Alex Winter, yeah, they haven't been in other yeah. movies, yeah. together. But they need to be a duo. Like they need to be like a duo, buddy pairing, like some kind of like another Forty Eight Hours, right? Nick Nolte, Eddie Murphy. Oh, that's yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, but I mean, for me, it really is Chris Farley, David Spade. I really love the dynamic of Tommy Boy, and you get it again. And yes, Black Sheep is a is not a great film, but it is just more of the same. That's what I want. That's what I wanted. I just wanted more of the same. I wanted Tommy Boy again with a new plot. Hmm. And that's the way films were made is. back in the day. That's what Abbott Costello are. That's what Laurel and Hardy are. That's what Marx Brothers are. That's what like you know the Street Sutures are. That's what they. That's what they all did. They just were like essentially like individual stories here's these characters here's a here's a self-contained narrative go it's over story done move on to the next story there was no connectivity there was no mcu style there didn't need to be so black sheep to me and tommy boy are like the beginning of you know chris farley and david spade's like you know uh duo career okay that was uh, ended go, shortly i'm still gonna go with bill and ted this is iconic to me i love bill and ted and i'm excited to get the trilogy to be honest yeah, that'll be very weird. <laughs> it will be. All right. Coming from Nolan. <gasps> what is the most fabulous action scene in Last Action Hero? God, did he fucking have like six boners about Last Action Hero? He wanted it. He, he really it. wanted us to have to talk about it. And I've expressed more than once that I think Last Action Hero is a flawed film with an, uh, a not fully or properly realized concept that was ahead of its time but not implemented well because the movie wasn't convinced whether or not it was what it was parodying or was uh, parodying it. Um, I disagree entirely. It doesn't make sense. Like it goes too far or in the wrong direction. Like I, I like the idea of like trying to prove a kid trying to prove that the movie world is not real, but then why is there a cartoon cat in the fucking police station? Because Arnold Schwarzenegger never like, that's not in his wheelhouse to play a character who had a cartoon friend as a cop I yeah, was, where did that come from I, I love that i love that i love i love the uh he's our best know, the, he's our best detective like what the fuck what no movie it's is great that? oh dude there's so much backstory clearly it's just like what what whoa dude the spinoffs that last action hero could have you could have last is, action hero too you know is ian mckellen really Cartoon death Cat like Cop. does he have the powers of death meaning there is a death but he's also from the movie because he seems to have the supernatural abilities as long as he's death outside of the film world from the film world, yeah, I think he's got like the powers of death. But there is no death. <laughs> no, felt that would mean that Superman, if he flew through the screen, 
he would be Superman in the real world. Think about it'd be more like Jesus coming through the screen. Let's say, do it. Let's uh, do it. Let's get some sequels out there, dude. So if the, if, if the magic ticket thing was used on Last Temptation of Christ, we'd have Willem Dafoe with the actual powers of Jesus. That's what meaning- I was hoping. Yes, I was going to say, and Willem Dafoe is probably probably down. Like he's totally probably down. Down to do what? To come back and do like a you know a fucking cameo and like walk around as Jesus out in like public because they need that. But then that would imply that Jesus is real in our world too, which he probably Je- isn't. Jesus of Nazareth was a real person. There is actually no, no, I'm talking about like supernatural God, Jesus. And maybe you believe in Jesus. It's totally fine. But it just it, it opens up a lot of questions by bringing in like the entity of death. I believe in miracles. Questions too lofty for Last Action Hero to answer. It's a flawed movie. What's the most fabulous Where action scene in it? Sexy thing. Sexy thing. Yeah. I believe in miracles. Okay, that's the song. Um, what's the most fabulous um, action scene in Last Action Hero? I've, I think I've answered this like a million uh, I times. I think we have too, probably. Who knows? I, 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 okay. He stacked the deck. It's just... Okay, yeah. yeah there were, well, fabulous boner moment of Last Action Hero, I think it was one. Like Those aren't separate. You can't so. do that. I answered something because I remember saying my favorite moment in Last Action Heroes when Arnold falls out of the elevator and it's rotoscoped and he's beautifully rotoscoped. It's so perfect. And he and it's like the, the helicopter just takes out the elevator. Arnold falls because the elevator starts to crumble. And it's just like he's holding onto a chunk of the elevator. He lets go of it and they both fall in fucking a free fall in slow-mo as Arnold is plummeting towards concrete. Yet he's caught on a wrecking ball that I think it's the boy is actually controlling. And it's just like one of those shots where you're just like, oh, my God, my heart was in my throat. I was dying. I was getting the vapors. I was getting the vapors. Ow. But yeah, that, that shot. I mean, that's it. I mean, I, anytime you guys answer me about Last Action Hero, it's a million things. It's truly that shot. It's that one moment. Oh, my dad would answer um, when they uh, right before that moment when Arnold's holding the doctor and he asks, you know, or the guy and he goes, "I need a doctor." And the doctor goes, "I'm a doctor." And he goes, "Check his chin." And then he kicks him in the face or whatever. My dad would answer that just so you know. Your dad would? Yeah, my dad loves that scene in that movie. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what Nolan would have said, and I'm gonna pass. <laughs> <laughs> pass. I haven't. I was expecting to pass all night long, to be honest, and I haven't yet. I don't I, think. I'm baffled by how little you know yourself. You, of course, you're not gonna pass on any of those, unless it's a movie you genuinely don't like. But so far, I think they've all been movies you liked. And the second to last Nolan boater, I think, is also a movie you like. And we'll have some. And as long as it's not Con Air, I'll, I'll uh, Con Air, I will pass on every day. Nope. There's, it, we're down to this Nolan boners when he thought he could just put a movie in because that was the, what it became. But then some of his other boners had specific questions and it's kind of morphed into that. It just says Demolition Man hyphen Nolan. I don't know. That, that's the boner that he sent hyphen me. Hyphen Nolan. Okay. Um, uh, for me, it's the fact that Demolition Man came out in 1993 and the beginning is like in the future, 1996. And it's like L.A. is like a hellhole. It's like Armageddon. It's it's like everything's burning it on fire. Yeah, they, it was a little too early. That should have been like 2006. And then it'd be pretty much right. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's my that's my favorite. That was just after the riots, though. They, they thought another riot was right around the corner. They did, they did. Oh, you know what? I take that back. The shells. It's the shells. And I think the shells have still yet to be answered, correct? Uh, yes, because there is no canonical answer. That's the joke. 
Who directed Demolition Man? A guy who made only one movie and never worked again as a director. Wow, that sucks. And by, I mean, it was directed Wait, no, kind of by like committee. He directed a masterpiece and then walked away with a five out of five boy film. It really is that good. I mean, I I, I love Demolition Man. I would say the whole intro into the museum. Yeah. Just everything from, you know, somebody trying to arrest Wesley Snipes for swearing and not having any idea how to deal with them. Him, him, you know, throwing right. a guy through the fucking window. Uh, Stallone j- just fucking in, in, like basically tasing an innocent person just to test of the taser thing worked. Dude, nobody or even the used way it. they kill the villain. I mean, like the ending is like freeze him and then kick his head off. Yeah, it was like Mortal Kombat. It was like watching Sub Zero's fatality. The fact that they had to refilm that after they pretending to be done for the day because Wesley Snipes said he'd do all his own stunts and they weren't good enough. So they're like, all right, Wesley, great job for a day. And then they, everybody come back. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> with the stunt people. Wesley Snipes is an insane person. Um, I think we talk about this in fast food nation or sorry. I, fast food. Fuck fest? Fast food. Fuck fest. Um, Taco Bell and demolition man is one of those things of a bygone era. The idea that you had fast food chain in your film, yeah. promoting your film, and you promoting the fast food chain, the synergy, the back and forth, you know, like I love that. And I and you don't get that anymore. Pizza Hut was all over the place back in the day in films. God, oh, yeah. Pizza, Pizza Hut and I mean, yeah, integrating it, just having a, a, a thing in the background or whatever, that's whatever. But wait, Demolition Man, like making the product placement part of the joke about yep. the way the dystopian future only has Taco Bell. Yeah. Uh, having the dehydrated pizza from Pizza Hut in Back to the Future 2. That was like, that's you integrate it into the plot, even though that doesn't make any sense. Like, why why would it be any easier to deliver a dehydrated pizza than a hot one or whatever? I don't uh, know. But, but um, I love it. Mom, you dehydrate, rehydrate the best pizza. I love uh, it. I, I, no, I love that too. Um, and then, like, I, I even love when it goes too far. I love the, the, that the, the movie Mac and Me exists. It yeah. has, has a, a fucking baffling party that like what corporate thinks birthday parties at McDonald's are like when it's really just like a bunch of okay. sad, fat, poor children. All right, wait, impromptu, impromptu boner, impromptu boner. Oh no. Best product placement and that, or the most, most substantial, like that stands out to you, uh, that, uh ever in any movie, in any movie, uh, the Coke from the road. <laughs> Oh really? That's not product oh, placement. Oh man, it's not mine. It's not mine. It's, this is not mine either. But the coke in behind enemy lines that Owen Wilson is given by the Serbian, like you know, rebels that are running away, and he hands him a bright red coke in this like bleak ass film yeah. that nothing is brightly colored. And all of a sudden, there's a bright red coke. Not mine, but I love that moment too. Um, I gotta say, McDonald's power being turned off on it in Close Encounters of the Third Kind when the um, when the blackout rolls through the town and you see it from a distance and it cuts into the, all the different, like, you know, like, uh, establishments and all the powers turning off McDonald's. I don't know what it is in Spielberg, the way he shoots that stuff, but McDonald's the and just watching a McDonald's and all of a sudden the power just turn off on a McDonald's. I don't know. just hurts me. Huh. Every time I see it, it hurts me. Have, you, I love have, it. You, that, have you, have you, have you shown your kids uh, last section hero? I'm saying on topic though. Have they seen it? Yet? No, I don't think I have. I may have watched it around them, but it's I occurring haven't. To me, you're going to have to explain to them what a blockbuster video is. Oh no! I've already started that. You've already started explaining them what what uh, how we used to have to watch movies. Felk, you don't know my kids. Okay, first of all, 
I have a VCR right here next to me. Okay. I have, VC, I have, I have VHSs still. Interesting. Um, I, Emma and I constantly Because that's product placement, you know. Right, yeah. I constantly – oh, by the way, my v, VCR right here, forehead hi-fi stereo from Sharp. I um, wish that all – I mean, I do wish that Blockbuster had actual hot chicks – Oh, like like uh, last action hero has. Well, that's in a movie. It's in a movie, right? That's the whole point. That's the point of the movie. But in real life, it's just a a pimply, you know, white trash girl that I fell in love with. That's what they needed to do. They needed to go to a blockbuster in the in the actual um, in the real world in New York and had Arnold see himself on an actual like DVD or no. Once he came to the real world, he believed he was in a movie. Yeah, it's while he's in the movie that he's still convinced that he's not in a movie. He's rarely convinced until I think he sees himself right in the premiere. Or yeah, the premiere. That, I mean that that was that's the moment. Even that scene is like dumb. I love that scene. Um, so I, yeah, I, I, I guess um, I I would show my kids Last Action Hero, and I would have much of a problem explaining to them. But I would probably point to that moment and go, "That's a blockbuster," because we've shown them, um, we've shown them uh, Captain Marvel, and so they saw a blockbuster in that movie as well already. I know. I didn't know this. I thought she crashed into one. She does, and then it's like maybe they spend thirty seconds in there at most. Okay. But like, it's enough that we explained it when we saw it that like it was like kids. That's what a video rental store looked like. So that's obviously not real product placement because it's a dead company. So Blockbuster, like they, they didn't pay for that. Yeah, like Blockbuster probably paid that's to the be last, in. We talked about this in the Captain Marvel podcast. You missed it, I guess. So um, that's actually the Bend, Oregon uh, Blockbuster that still exists. That's the final Blockbuster. That is a real But I'm sure they didn't pay. Like, they probably paid. Oh, you're right. Uh, Blockbuster was probably excited to be, like, shown. Yeah, Blockbuster probably paid to be in The Last Action Hero. They probably paid to be in The Lost World. Yeah, they did. You're right. They probably that's did. That's real yeah. product placement. I, I and Lost World's Blockbuster's pretty, kind of kind of pretty cool. As is the seventy six rolling down the street. Absolutely. And Cool Boy Nation, if you want to hear more about renting movies, check out our episode Renting Movies. It's fucking great where we talk about like the, the renting movies back in the day. It's just it's just sad that there's a whole like people grow up they'll have no idea of like that experience. And that it was experience a social is, experience. It's a regular thing in my brain associating with like Friday night, you know? Yeah. But like, it's where you would bump into friends. It's where you would go with your friends. You would sit around like an hour trying to figure out a movie and then go back to someone's house and watch it with popcorn. It wasn't sitting around for like 30 minutes going through Netflix and then going, that sucks. And then going through like prime for 30 minutes and going, that sucks. And then going through HBO go for 30 minutes and going, that sucks. And then going through Hulu for 30 minutes and going, that sucks. And then just slipping back to like Comcast and watching Comcast. Even now when I go on like dates and some, the girl will bring up like, let's just go back to your place and watch a movie. I'm just like, all right, first we stop at the blockbuster. Oh wait, we don't do that anymore. That's right. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, can you imagine like back in the day, Going to a blockbuster for a date. Now, granted, I never did that because it was before my time. That I would when I would go to blockbusters, I wasn't going for dates. I was going with all my boys. But I did like, it too. Yeah. Blockbuster. Think about that. Like, and for games. That, that was a great. You go to dinner. You go pick up a blockbuster afterwards. That was guaranteed. Like probably you're ready to go hook up afterwards. You would go sit around, talk about a movie, be able to josh a bit. You had good content in front of you. Everything you looked at could be a conversation starter. So boom, this is a conversation starter. That movie is a conversation starter. Oh, reading the back of that movie is a conversation starter. Look at that cover. That's a conversation starter. Let's get out of here. And by the time you're out of blockbuster, your dick is so hard. Your your girl is so wet. And like everything is ready to fucking go. You know Everyone's what? You know the first blow. movie I rented on, on a blockbuster date, and we still just went back to my 
family yeah. house, so what was it wasn't. It? It, 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 it didn't turn into much. It was The Haunting, starring Liam Neeson. I never rented anything at Blockbuster for a Blockbuster date. Uh, well, all right. That was a impromptu boner. Now this is it—the very last boner we will hopefully ever do on this show. The boner that I, I, I saw, but skipped every time it came up because I don't have anything to say about it. <gasps> but Will Ballard, coming from Nolan, Nolan's final last boner. It just says the title of a movie, Desperado. Oh, Desperado. I, yeah. I don't remember Desperado. I really I don't. I love Desperado. I watched Desperado um, all the time as a kid, and I watched El Mariachi, and then I'd watch the director's commentaries on the DVDs, and he would talk about how he made like El Mariachi for $7,000 and Desperado for $7 million, and it was essentially like watching... The only thing I really like can take from Desperado right now is that watching those movies' commentaries was a... A, a film school. It was like an education, and I loved it. And, and Robert Rodriguez essentially gave you secrets and tricks of the trades and info that no one was giving up at that time, and it was hard to get. And I found more use sometimes in the director's commentaries I would watch in high school and in college than I would actually receive in college chasing my major in film. All right. Um, that on top of that, Desperado using the guacamole gun that that Robert Rodriguez used in Esperado, um, not the Esperado, Desperado and the prequel Esperado. Um, well, don't no, the, you come <laughs> to your senses. El Mariachi and Desperado and a bunch of Robert Rodriguez films use the guacamole gun instead of using squibs. He just shoots a squib onto you, essentially. But dyed red. Yeah, like he just shoots the explosion onto you, right? And so it just oh. splatters onto you. I thought it was literally guacamole, that. but like the dyed red. So it looks it's like dyed red. He, they just called it a guacamole gun. I don't know why. It's probably not That's, real guacamole. That'd be wasteful. No, it's not. It's like it's it's clearly corn starch and whatever. Okay. Um, but I love I love that shit. I love Desperado. It's a fucking great movie, and it's Antonio at his Banderas. best. It's Selma naked in the first like massive like nudity fuck scene she ever did. If I'm not mistaken, maybe there's maybe I'm missing a movie. I remember there was supposed to be like only three people on set, like the camera guy, Robert Rodriguez, maybe like her makeup person, and then it was just her and Antonio. I seen that. I remember that scene. Yeah, great sexy scene. I I fucking beat it to that scene a bunch. All right, that's a good ending for the final boner. Beep 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 beep. No one will have to write in 10 answers to us, but probably won't. Noli will write in 10 different passes. Well, fuck. <laughs> For his own boners. That was the fucking last boners we will ever draw until <gasps> Noli's return. What? That is, if he is ever going to come back. One, that should be two words. Uh, speaking of comeback, Noli, <laughs> check out the super fresh and new video on the YouTube called Comeback Noli before YouTube tears it down for being way too hot and breezy. Of course. Blowing up the charts <gasps> and uses completely licensed music that we totally have the rights to. Of course. And exploding out the tards. Yeah. Oh. You chick son. <gasps> the biggest. What? Fuck my dick and flick my clit, you hard bods. Mmm. Boners in my ass. Oh, classic. Cool boy nation. 
Tell us what you think about this episode's fabulous boner moments and movies. Also, if you have any questions or any more insight on our fabulous boners, then let us know by emailing us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. New episodes come out every week, but usually on Tuesdays. Today came out on Tuesday. Woo! Last week's came out on Tuesday. Well, this week's. Be sure to smash that like button. Not applicable mm. here. And subscribe to the Cool Boys and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can also donate to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. And please check out our other great Cool Boys social content with Batman and beyond on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. <gasps> Got a new episode coming, I hear. Ooh, maybe, we, we maybe, do. You can, maybe you can get Steve to clarify his, his, his comments about eating, bringing a cactus in, in a backpack to Disneyland and then eating it because the food's expensive. Uh, yeah, so Steve is, uh, or no, Felk, you're referencing Steve in the, the previous um, episode, Disneyland Galaxy's Edge episode where Steve was our cool boy who had actually been there and willing to talk about it on air. They talked about eating cactus. Yeah, there was a random part at the end about cactuses and some other things. Some drugs were related in there, I think. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, it is Bizies from just Felk. And it's Bizies from just Ballard. Oh. And Nolan's ghost probably says Bizies too. Bye-bye. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this episode of the Cool Boys podcast was brought to you by. Did you do? Did you t- tell no one we're doing his butters? Because you said you might want to do that. I didn't. But Should I have? No, fuck it. I wouldn't have expected him to come on. Voters are dumb. <laughs> They're absolutely incredibly dumb. Get some cool boys. boys. <laughs> <laughs> so serious.